is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. America, Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Ted Cruz is scheduled to be with us in hour three. A lot I want to get to with you this evening. There could be over a thousand, over 1,500 people dead from this fire in Hawaii. That in the first instance was caused by an electrical power line. Yet electric is supposed to be our future. Not part of it, all of it. How many fires are caused by or deaths are caused by drilling for oil, gasoline, and transmitting that through pipelines, Mr. Producer? I can't think of many, if any. Because natural gas and oil are not only plentiful, they're the safest sources of energy that we have. And so I'm just telling you now, there's going to be all this finger pointing, well, the utility didn't do what it was supposed to do. Well, the utility said it was focused on green energy. It's moving in that direction. And so that's where it was putting its resources. Look, I don't know who's telling the truth. Doesn't much matter. People are dead. And I want to circle back to this later. But you look at what's happening off the shore of Atlantic City, the Jersey coast, with these massive windmills. The death, the degradation of the environment, the whales. God knows... (laughs) God does what else? You know, we have sure, cheap, plentiful, safe, and yes, environmental, environmentally friendly, natural gas and oil. And we're putting those companies out of business. We are reducing the amount of supply. We're eliminating future efforts to discover more supply. We are 
ceding the entire industry to our enemies, the communist Chinese. And in order to camouflage all of this wrongheadedness, we just use the phrase climate change. Climate change. That's it, climate change. Which takes me to the bigger issue. I watched Bill Barr for about 30 minutes being interviewed by Neil Cavuto this afternoon, 4 p.m. Eastern and thereafter. And actually, I thought Neil did a pretty good job questioning him. Gave him a lot of time. That's where I disagree with Neil and others. Why? Why? Bill Barr is invited on programs and on networks. They used to hate his guts. Now they can't, they can't schedule him enough. Same with Chris Christie. Chris Christie spends an enormous amount of time on ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN. Well, that's because he goes where he's hated. That's not why at all. He's not hated there anymore. They love him. What's the greatest threat to America? I'm asking you folks this. What's the greatest threat to America? Joe Biden, the American Marxist movements, the Democrat Party, and what they've done to our country? Or Donald Trump? Bill Barr says he can't tell. He doesn't know. He'll jump off that bridge when he gets to it. He's also a plagiarist in that respect, but we'll move on from that. So for Bill Barr, the, the call is too close to make. Chris Christie, the call's too close to make. Mitch McConnell, he prefers Biden over Trump. Peggy Noonan, she prefers Biden over Trump. This is why Republicans always lose to Democrats, and I don't mean politically. I mean the culture. I mean the rule of law. I mean our society. Because if it wasn't Trump, it would be DeSantis. If it wasn't one of them, it would be one of the others. They're very comfortable, they say, with Chris Christie. Chris Christie is, is a rhino. Both physically and otherwise. He's a rhino. People are leaving New Jersey. Not because of the Democrat governor, because of Republican and Democrat governors. He didn't do anything effective there, financially, culturally, in any way. He's a safe Republican. And the Democrat TV networks love the guy. He didn't used to, but he dances and sings for their support. Bill Barr, they were going to impeach him. Uh, they can't get enough of him. Even my brothers and sisters of my favorite cable network, certainly in the news department, they can't get enough of him. And by the way, they can't get enough of Vivek Ramaswamy either. And on a footnote there, why is that? Why is he being pushed so hard? More on that later. 
Mortgage rates are at a 21-year high, and they're going higher. Interest rates are going higher. The cost of food, 9 out of 10 Americans are saying, is prohibitive. The cost of gasoline, 9 out of 10 Americans are saying, is prohibitive. Utility bills, over 8 out of 10 Americans say it's prohibitive. In other words, Americans are struggling. Nobody walks through a, a city street when the sun has gone down, regardless of your race, in any major city in America anymore. Nobody. Because you put your life on the line. You may not make it. People are afraid of taking public transportation in every major city in America. The cops have been undermined. The schools are indoctrination mills for the most perverse and grotesque ideology ever embraced even by a fraction of a percentage of the American people. Our economic systems under assault. We have the worst debt in American history. We have a deficit each, each year, which is unbelievable, unimaginable. We're destroying our economy from within. We're not building up the military to confront what is clearly communist China and their move to dominate the world economically and militarily. They just stole an island that's disputed from Vietnam and Taiwan. They're building an air base on it right now, as I speak. As they've built a, a spy facility in Cuba. What are we doing about it? Absolutely nothing. This administration, the Democrats, just gave $6 billion to the Iranian regime, which is a genocidal regime that slaughters young people who protest against it, rape them in these Stalinist-like prisons, are giving thousands and thousands of drones to the Russians to, to murder Ukrainian citizens. And are building nuclear warheads to put on their ICBMs. And Biden just gave them $6 billion. The worst censorship in American history didn't happen under Woodrow Wilson. It's happened under Joe Biden. Federal judge said so and spelled it out. Chapter and verse. A circuit court panel said the same thing. They've spelled it out chapter and verse. A clear violation of the First Amendment when the United States government, the Biden administration, and its various departments are pressuring Twitter before Elon Musk came to the rescue to interfere in our elections, to censor scientific information, to punish their political opponents and all the rest. We have the FBI and the Department of Justice that have gone after parents. We have the FBI and the Department of Justice that have gone after peaceful pro-life protesters. 
We have the FBI and the Department of Justice that have gone after the Catholic Church. They're starting to go after Orthodox Jews. We have a president of the United States who defies every immigration law on the books. And the worst mayhem we've ever seen with illegal immigration were even Democrat mayors and their phony sanctuary cities are overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. Begging their president to do something about it and he won't do a damn thing. Because this is part of the process. This is what he wants to do. We have women being raped and sold into sex trafficking as well as children on the southern border. We have the drug cartels pulling over, pouring over the border. Every major city in America in all 50 states now has drug cartel operations taking place. MS-13 coming across the border. Fentanyl coming across the border. Illegal weapons coming across the border. We don't have enough time to really figure out exactly the consequences of all this. But it's immense from today on in this country. It's immense. And Bill Barr can't decide who he would vote for if the nominee is Trump or Biden. Chris Christie can't decide who he'd vote for. If the nominee is Trump or Biden. Mitch McConnell's already decided he's going to support Biden, no question about it, over Trump. The usual operatives of the Rhino State, the Carl Rose, the Bush sink offense, all the knives are out. All the saboteurs are doing everything they can. Everything they can. And they're going to succeed if they keep it up. They will persuade 10, 15, 20, 30 percent of the Republican Party to vote. Perhaps for a third party or even Biden. When you look at the real conservatives... Bill Barr is no conservative. He doesn't have any conservative credentials. He shows up at Federalist Society meetings, mostly to eat the Danish. When you listen to Newt Gingrich, when you listen to Victor Davis Hanson, when you listen to former U.S. attorneys, Brent Tolman, so many others, former special counsel, Saul Weissman, Deputy Special Counsel. When you listen beyond certain of the legal analysts, the newsers go to left and right because they seem to be so impartial. Now is not a time for impartiality. We're in the middle of a revolution. I laid out the bare facts just now. The country's being destroyed. We live in a post-constitutional period where people have to fear for their, for their liberty when they speak out, when they organize, when they purchase weapons and they're law-abiding citizens. 
They have to fear for their liberty. They have to fear from a growing centralized police state under the command of the Democrat Party. And Bill Barr can't decide who he'd vote for. More when I return. Mark Lovin. You know what helps me sleep well at night? Physical gold. I'm concerned about what the Biden administration is doing, and I've decided to learn more about gold IRAs to help me diversify. Did you know you can buy gold for your IRA or 401k? Gold can't be tracked like digital currency. No one has to know what you're buying, and there's no way to print more. My best resource for gold IRAs is Augusta Precious Metals. Their track record is no less than phenomenal. Learn why thousands of Americans are getting gold IRAs as part of the retirement portfolios, and you need to contact Augusta Precious Metals and get their free guide. I'm serious. Text LEVIN to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. LEVIN to 68592 or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. For Bill Barr, this is personal. And that's too bad. For Chris Christie, it's personal. And that's too bad. But for America, it's life and death. It's life and death. Bill Barr says by mid-December he decided to leave for a variety of reasons. Well, why would you have waited till mid-December if Donald Trump is as bad as you're on the air saying he is? Why would you have to wait, as he says, for January 6th and thereafter? Why would you have to wait at all? You were there long enough. If you thought all these things about Trump and you experienced all these things about Trump, why didn't you leave earlier? Chris Christie says he knows Trump better than anybody else. Well, why does he wait till now and a few years ago to voice his views on Trump? Why didn't he warn everybody in 2016? That's why they're both frauds and they don't give a damn about the country. Because if the enemy wins this election, it could be over. You know what helps me sleep well at night? Physical gold. I'm concerned about what the Biden administration is doing, and I've decided to learn more about gold IRAs to help me diversify. Did you know you can buy gold for your IRA or 401k? Gold can't be tracked like digital currency. No one has to know what you're buying, and there's no way to print more. My best resource for gold IRAs is Augusta Precious Metals. Their track record is no less than phenomenal. Learn why thousands of Americans are getting gold IRAs as part of the retirement portfolios, and you need to contact Augusta Precious Metals and get their free guide. I'm serious. Text LEVIN to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. LEVIN to 68592 or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Mark Levin, America's Paul Revere. Call him now at 877-381-3811. 
Bill Pilar completely mishandled the Hunter Biden investigation. It was he who asked the U.S. attorney in Wilmington, Delaware, to investigate Hunter Biden. Says he was under investigation anyway. He appointed the U.S. attorney for Wilmington, Delaware. Why would you choose the U.S. attorney for Wilmington, Delaware? When the Biden family owns that state and certainly owns that city. Why would you do that? And even though the U.S. attorney is appointed by Trump originally, as everybody tells us, Bill Barr has been around a long time and he knows that most U.S. attorneys aren't appointed because a president has some level of familiarity with the candidates. Typically, they're proposed to him or it's part of a deal. Bill Barr says, why would I appoint a special counsel? I had no conflict of interest. Apparent now you did. Excuse me. You didn't appoint a special counsel because you're gutless. That's why you didn't do it. And the man you picked has been a cover-up artist for the Biden family. So good at it that Merrick Garland has taken him under his wing. You take no responsibility for what this guy Weiss has done and hasn't done. The whistleblowers from the IRS detest him. He's let now two statutes run, one involving the biggest aspect of the tax fraud activity of Hunter Biden, and the other, the biggest bribery issue. They're now off the table because Hunter Biden was not indicted. And in fact, to the best of my knowledge, there isn't even a grand jury. Imagine that. That's the guy who Bill Barr chose. As for election irregularities, Bill Barr is one sanctimonious man. Says he told his U.S. attorneys to look for any election irregularities. The the former U.S. attorney from Philadelphia said he tried to present some to Bill Barr and he rejected them. In fact, some of the lawyers in Philadelphia tried to get some of the information to Bill Barr, and it was blocked by his communications director. Now, were these allegations about machines? No. There were literally constitutional challenges to what the Democrat Party and their lawyers, like Mark Elias, had done in certain states. Like in Pennsylvania, where the election law was changed. Not by the state legislature, mind you. As the Constitution compels, regardless of what any Supreme Court says. It was a very important case. It went up to the Supreme Court. It was obvious that they had at least three justices that wanted to take up the case. But you need four. That was a legitimate constitutional challenge. Where was Bill Barr? Nowhere. Why? Why did Bill Barr allow Mark Elias and the Democrats, why did he allow them to change the voting system when there was a a serious constitutional issue and challenge? Why didn't he take that up? He never even talks about it. Because he was a coward. That's why. 
There's nothing there about, you know, phony charges or phony depositions or fake electors or voting machines or any of that. No. Straight up federal constitutional challenge. And he was nowhere. He didn't do a thing. That's a perfect example. And so I guess he's called on these things. You're not, you're not doing the things you should do as Attorney General. You're not making sure it is a fair election. Forget about 99% of the allegations. Forget about them. But what about those that were perfectly legitimate? He wanted nothing to do with them. You think that's how Merrick Garland rolls? You think that's how he rolls? He says the most important cases are the federal cases. And he outlines in his interview with Neil Cavuto one of the most convoluted, idiotic, conspiracy crimes, as does our friend Andrew McCarthy, that I've ever heard. If this happened, and if this happened, and if this happened, and if this happened, now it won't be easy to prove, then they've got him. What statute do they have him on? The 1871 Klan Act? The 2002 Enron Law? Which one? Many of these same people were talking about, oh, wow, they have him, Trump, on this. What is it? On his activity. That day, on January 6th. To try and prevent an election. Then, of course, they talk about the documents case. Oh, my goodness. But whatever you do, says Barr, the Hillary Clinton thing doesn't matter. It's not that she got away with everything, so therefore everybody else gets away with everything. Listen to how moronic that is. Any first-year law student who's serious, it's not that Hillary Clinton got away with it. It's that why is the Department of Justice abandoning its prior position when it came to documents and classified information? Abandoning it. Which saved Hillary Clinton's big ass. She had a server at her home. It turns out there were 671 classified pages of information. Some of which had been classified, some of which hadn't been. But it doesn't matter under the Espionage Act. She clearly met the gross negligence standard. She clearly obstructed. Those emails were subpoenaed by Congress. Her lawyers destroyed them based on what the header was, not even what on the email said. Her staff destroyed their cell phones. She lied about classified information, obstruction, false statements, perjury. And in fact, the FBI said it's possible that foreign enemies intercepted information on that server, but they have no way to know. And she didn't have the Presidential Records Act to protect her. That applies to what we call presidents. She was laying naked in front of that Espionage Act. 
and they didn't pull the trigger. How about obstruction? Nothing, nothing. Bill Barr says, move along, don't worry about it. Mark Levin says, what the hell are you talking about? It's the same damn Justice Department. What the hell are you talking about? You take your little personal problems and obsessions with Trump and stick them. Because we're trying to save a republic here. Not your damn reputation. It's too late for that. But the documents case, they tell us. The documents case? Would that be the case where one of the lead prosecutors is accused of extorting one of the defendants, which is now under a secret review by an Obama judge in Washington, D.C.? Would it be that case? Would it be the case where they... They had a general warrant, which is blown off by Barr and the others. Well, why would you blow it off? General warrants are unconstitutional. That goes to the heart of the Bill of Rights. Well, read the warrant. It wasn't just about specific documents or a specific room. That's what a warrant's supposed to be. It basically said, or anything else in the area. And around. That's a general warrant. You don't get to do that. No big deal, they say. What about the change in venue? Which your department, Bill Barr, in the manual for U.S. attorneys dealing with grand jury says you're not to use a grand jury in a district where the events did not occur, or at least the major events did not occur. But that's exactly what this prosecutor did to get his indictments. It's an open and shut case, Mark, don't you know? Then, of course, stripping him of attorney-client privilege. Why is it that Bill Barr and the others believe that was legitimate? They don't have access to the judge's order. I don't. They don't have access to anything that was discussed between the prosecutor and the judge. And yet he was stripped of attorney-client privilege in due process. And we, the American people... A former president, a presidential election. Oh, well, that's the really good case. That's the really strong case. Really? That would be the same Judge Howe who'd worked for Patrick Leahy for 10 years. She's the Obama appointee, the chief judge, since retired, who in January issued a secret search warrant of Donald Trump's Twitter account. Why was it secret? Why so much secrecy? These trials are supposed to be public. Why the secrecy on attorney-client privilege? Why the secrecy on that search warrant? What's with all the secrecy? Well, because Donald Trump is a flight risk. You see, if he's notified there's going to be a search of his Twitter account, he's going to leave the country and not return. He's going to leave his family behind. He's going to leave his billions behind. He's going to leave Mar-a-Lago and his home in New Jersey behind because he's afraid and he wants to get out of town because they might search his Twitter account. Hmm. But Bill Barr and McCarthy and the others think this is the strongest case here. Then we have an Obama judge who ruled a decade ago. A decade ago that 
Judicial Watch could not have the information from the National Archives relating to Bill Clinton keeping classified videos in his sock drawer. Wow. That's not secure there, is it? How many pictures of the sock drawer did we get? None. Do we get any of those, Mr. Producer? How about any search warrants? Were there any search warrants where they went through the the Clinton house and maybe went through Hillary Clinton's underwear drawer? No, that never happened either. Wow. Any video? No, we don't ask for video. Mark, why are you talking about this? You know, that's that. That doesn't mean we shouldn't do justice today. We're not doing justice today. The point there is that judge said under the Presidential Records Act, she has no authority, none, to order the National Archives to provide Judicial Watch or anybody else with anything because the President of the United States under that statute has all the control and power over what he keeps and doesn't keep. Wow. No wonder they didn't mention that in their indictments on the document case. Now, isn't it interesting? Bill Barr never discusses any of this stuff. Ever. Ever. None of it. He never brings it up. But that's their strongest case. He's not sure if he'll vote for Biden and this regime that's doing all these things to Catholics, to parents, to you, censorship, all the rest. He's not sure. It's a close call. He'll jump off that bridge when he gets to it. Big boy will jump off the bridge when he gets to it. The country's dying. It's being destroyed from within by the Democrat Party by their district attorneys, by their the hitman, this prosecutor, who he never criticizes. He never criticizes Jack Smith, ever. He never relates to the audience that's watching him, what he did to Governor McDonald, Senator Edwards, Senator Menendez, to the Tea Party. Never mentions any of that. Never mentions all the leaks to Maggie Haberman at the New York Times. And to the Washington Post and the CNN. My count is over 40 in the last six months. Self-serving, prosecutorial and governmental leaks. He never mentions any of these things. Because Bill has turned into a fraud. As have others. Who mimic what he says. I'm using him as a foil. But now you know why he's invited by these news operations, including news operations that hated his guts and wanted his impeachment. Bill is now back in the favor of the Washington ruling class, which is where he's most comfortable. He will be a footnote to a footnote in history. But in that footnote to a footnote in history, he'll be viewed as a Benedict Arnold, a saboteur while you and I are trying to figure out how to save the country. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin.
You know what helps me sleep well at night? Physical gold. I'm concerned about what the Biden administration is doing, and I've decided to learn more about gold IRAs to help me diversify. Did you know you can buy gold for your IRA or 401k? Gold can't be tracked like digital currency. No one has to know what you're buying, and there's no way to print more. My best resource for gold IRAs is Augusta Precious Metals. Their track record is no less than phenomenal. Learn why thousands of Americans are getting gold IRAs as part of the retirement portfolios and you need to contact Augusta Precious Metals and get their free guide. I'm serious. Text LEVIN to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. LEVIN to 68592 or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. So there will be two fall guys for what's going on in Hawaii, which is horrendous, horrific. The public utility and climate change. And of course, the public utility deserves some of it, doesn't it? After all, it was their electrical wire. But they've been pressured by the Democrats in Hawaii, pressured by the Democrats in Washington to push the new climate change agenda they say that's been their focus that's been their investment and you see ladies and gentlemen marxism has consequences i'll be right back this segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by pure talk pure talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number... 877-381-3811-877-381-3811. I want to raise two issues and then think them through out loud with you. Washington Examiner, Julia Johnson. Ron DeSantis targeted by more negative expenditures than Biden and Trump combined. Now, why would that be? A quarter of all independent expenditures, that's PAC expenditures, in the 2024 election cycle, 20.2 million has targeted Governor Ron DeSantis more than has been spent in either positive or negative independent expenditures for Trump or Biden combined. Trump, the Republican frontrunner, was hit with just 8.1 million of negative independent expenditures directed toward him. Of course, they don't really need to spend that much. Just watch the news every day. According to a data, a data compiled by Republican consultant Rob Pyers, Biden, the incumbent president, frontrunner for the 2024 Democratic nomination, been attacked by 9.2 million of independent expenditures. 
The top folks at polling always attract the most negative advertising. However, few Republican candidates are willing to go negative on Trump, so DeSantis ends up taking the most fire, said Republican pollster Doug Usher. Republican strategist Doug Hay came to a similar conclusion. Most Republican campaigns or those with funds have determined that DeSantis is their biggest obstacle. That's the spending against him, he explained. All right, let me explain it from my perspective, okay? I'm not a Republican consultant or any of these other things. Other than a few torpedoes like, uh, like Christie and some of the others, the vast majority of the other candidates running are running for second place. They want to collect as many delegates as they can, particularly in the early states, try and get some of the others to drop out. Because they're hoping. They're hoping. That something devastating happens. And I don't mean physically, but something unpredictable on top of these indictments happens to Trump. And then they'll be right in line to get the nomination at the convention. They'll have the most delegates. I'm telling you, that's what they're thinking. And so DeSantis is the target. And you even see it on TV. The news media, in addition to targeting Trump, they're not targeting Mike Pence. They're not targeting Nikki Haley, Tim Scott. They're not targeting Vivek Ramaswamy. In fact, they're promoting him. It's DeSantis. Because they want to take out number one and they want to take out number two. You see what I'm saying, Mr. Producer? They want to take out the leader of the pack and they want to take out the number two in the pack. Because let's be honest, they're the most conservative candidates running. I mean, I'm not talking about Larry Elder and so forth, great guy, but I'm talking about people who well, honestly, I have a shot. If Larry's mad at me about that, I can't control it. I've backed him before, but this is, this is a different league when you're running for president of the United States as opposed for governor. And so they found Vivek Ramaswamy. Now, why him as opposed to Tim Scott or Nikki Haley or somebody else? Why him? Do you know why, America? Do you know why, Mr. Producer? He's a clean slate. He's running on a platform that basically says, other than make millions of dollars in my own business, I've actually haven't done anything. So you can't criticize me. And if you do criticize me, I will make the argument that I've never been a swamp creature, you see. I've never been a swamp creature. When I had him on the program, he was very slippery. And it was very hard to get him on the program, considering he goes on MSNBC and CNN. My antenna are always up. Always up. I'm not saying he's a bad guy. I'm saying I don't know. I asked him, where were you three or four years ago? We could have used you in these conservative battles. As a matter of fact, where have you been in the last 10 years? He was nowhere. He couldn't give an answer. So you have to rely on his promises and his representation about promises that's it when he says things like i'm not looking backwards i'm only looking forward 
Well, of course he's not looking backwards. There's nothing to look at. But why are the media getting behind him? And it's obvious, is it not? Particularly my, my friends and colleagues. Why, why are they getting behind him? Strange. And I'm going to tell you who may win the debate. The first debate. It might be Vivek. Because I don't think anybody is as smooth as he is. As quick as he is. And that concerns me too. Smooth and quick. Doesn't really have to defend himself on anything. Because there isn't anything. There isn't anything. That I can tell. I gave him a shot right here. He's been on the program twice. He's welcome to come on anytime he wants. I mean, we're not going to invite him. He's welcome to invite himself. It took us three, four weeks to get him on the show, didn't it, Mr. Producer? Back and forth with the times. How about eight? Okay, well, no, I can't come. How about that? Yes, yeah, I kept saying yes to everything. Yes, 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 come on. And I never do that. I never do that for any candidate or anybody, for that matter. Three strikes and you're out. You'd be, you'd be shocked at who we've tried to get on this program. We're all over radio and TV, including all over five, who will not come on. I don't know why I treat everybody with respect. Some I won't, and they know that up front. Like Christy, I would treat Christy like Christy treats everybody else. And he's a coward. And they'll all talk about how Donald Trump wouldn't show up here. Donald Trump wouldn't show up here. Well, Chris Christie won't even show up here. Well, we have 14 and a half million listeners throughout the week. He won't come here. He'll go on CNN. He'll go on ABC. He'll go wherever he has to, but he won't come here. Honestly, I can't blame him, Mr. Producer, because it might destroy his campaign. But I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There are two people who are running for president who have tremendous conservative records. President Trump and Governor DeSantis. Honestly, the others are also rands when it comes to their conservative records. Some of them don't have very conservative records. Some of them have the usual Republican milquetoast records. Some of them were okay as governors. They weren't particularly offensive in any way. They didn't really move the needle. You've got two men who've moved the needle. And those are the two they're trying to take out. They're hoping Trump falls based on the weight of indictments, which obviously has been the opposite has occurred. And the number two, who's been the number two, they hope he falls. Because if number one goes and number two goes, wow, it's wide open. It's wide open to rhinos. It's wide open to moderates. It's wide open to some of whom are conservatives. But, I mean, they're not really fighters or leaders in a significant way. And I'm not saying I don't like them. I like several of them. I actually think at least a couple of them would be good vice presidential candidates too. Tim Scott. I like a lot. Chrissy Nome in South Dakota. Obviously she's not. And I loved her answer when they said, well, why aren't you running for president? She said, well, with Donald Trump there, I'd lose. So why would I run to lose? You know, that was the most honest statement yet. Don't you think, Mr. Reducer? She's right in many ways. 
You'll also find the never Trumpers like Bill Barr and others. They keep talking up Christie, which brings me to my next point. Bill Barr, so many people who claim to speak for the country, they have no connection with the people in this country whatsoever. What about you, Mark? I sit behind this microphone where over the course of a week or a month, there's literally tens of millions of people throughout the country who listen to this program. We have a connection. We talk. You wouldn't be here if we didn't. We know what's going on out in the country. We see what's going on in other country. These people have no connection to reality. None. So that's why they can't decide if they would vote for Biden or Trump. Mortgage rates, record highs. Interest rates, record high. Gasoline prices through the roof. Utility bills through the roof. Food prices through the roof. Well, that's what people live on. Food prices. They have to pay their mortgages or their rent. They have to pay to travel with gasoline. They have to pay their utility bills. But the people who talk to you, for the most part, don't have to worry about those things. Look, honestly, I don't have to worry about those things. But my kids do. And the future of the country, we do. And I worry about these things all the time. All the time. Because I was brought up by parents who were middle-class parents who were handed nothing. And I remember massive inflation. I remember under Carter, massive inflation. I remember how they struggled. They owned a store, a retail store that sold things that are not necessities. And when the economy sinks and when it goes south people like them are hurt the most they had a little star store in a town called jenkintown outside of philadelphia a town i have loved and they sold knickknacks they sold porcelain vases cinnabar vases they sold some silk screens they sold some furniture some jewelry that's what they sold so you can imagine what happens when you have a horrific recession like we did in the 70s. I saw what was happening to them. I saw. And how they had to pinch pennies. They never said a word about it. Ever. But you could see it. They never said a thing. We rarely went out to dinner. When we went out to dinner, it would be like McDonald's, because back then, McDonald's was not the way it's viewed today, unfortunately. Or we go to a pizzeria in a place called Glenside, Pennsylvania, a place called Rizzo's, which isn't there anymore. My wife Julie and I went back to check it out. It was gone. That's what we did when we went out to dinner. These people in Washington, D.C., they don't have to worry about a damn thing. Inflation, recession, they get paid no matter what. And when there's higher interest rates, they get paid more. They get paid more. Because in many cases, their salaries are tied to inflation. Same with the other public sector union employees. In many cases, not all, 
like teachers, depending on what union they belong to and what town or city they, they work in. But when the economy goes south, teachers aren't fired. Federal employees aren't fired. State bureaucrats aren't fired. Blue-collar workers, plumbers, electricians, truck drivers, cabbies, Uber, little drivers, farmers, ranchers, restaurants, people who work at restaurants, the same people who are affected by the pandemic are affected by a man-made economic pandemic. Bill Barr says, I'm not sure who I'm going to vote for, you know, Trump or Biden. Because none of this affects Bill Barr. Bill Barr is a multimillionaire. And look, I don't begrudge it. Who am I to, to talk down to multimillionaires in terms of their money? But nothing will affect him. So he doesn't care. I care. A lot. Because I was raised to care a lot about this stuff. Told you, when I go into this diner that's not far from where I am, I watch these ladies and they're lady waitresses. One of them a little younger than I, one of them a little older than I. How the hell do they make ends meet? I'm generous with my tips just because I always am and I feel I don't need the government to redistribute my wealth. That's the joke I always tell them. (laughs) Biden doesn't need to tell me to redistribute wealth. I'll do it on my own. But they tell me what they're going through. And I go to that grocery store down here, the Publix or the Giant and the Wegmans in Virginia. I go in there. I walk around. I take time. I look at what's going on. I see people. They are fretting. They're more choosy than ever before. Bill Barr to check it out. He's not sure who he's going to vote for, you know. Wall Street Journal editorial page. They're not sure either, I guess. But then again, their title speaks for them for itself. We're in the middle of a revolution. Victor Davis Hanson sees it. Newt Gingrich sees it. I see it. Others see it. This isn't about defending the ruling class. It's about destroying the American people. And any government can, that can do what they're doing to Trump can do it to you. And they will. And they have. Parents, Catholics, pro-lifers, you name it. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know what company is looking for you when they actually upgrade your service and don't charge you for it? This is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Now, if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger, take a look again. Just $20 a month for unlimited talk text and a 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. 
Just 20 bucks a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk. That also happens to be veteran-owned and only hires the best customer service team right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Just go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast to make the switch to Pure Talk and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, go to puretalk.com, enter promo code L-E-V-I-N Podcast and make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. You know, when you look at Hawaii, our buddy Michael Gunsman, who works at uh, Outkick now and writes these beautiful pieces, the person in charge of distributing Hawaii's water is an Obama and Obama Foundation-backed environmentalist. He was just reassigned today, writes Gunzelman, because he purposely delayed distributing needed water in the early days of the Maui wildfire. This is what happens when these things become ideological. There's no common sense. He believes that water should only be used in certain situations. Recent years, there's been a debate in Hawaii about whether additional water resources should be used even to fight wildfires. Sounds crazy, and it is. According to Civil Beat, Hawaii Department of Land and Natural Resources Deputy Director Kalo Manuel balked at Maui firefighters and various entities' request to open up reserves and streams as wildfires raged out of control. Firefighters pleaded with the agency that they had used all the on-hand water that they had. You know what companies looking for you when they actually upgrade your service and don't charge you for it? This is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Now, if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger, take a look again. Just $20 a month for unlimited talk text and a 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Just 20 bucks a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk that also happens to be veteran-owned and only hires the best customer service team right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Just go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast to make the switch to Pure Talk and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, go to puretalk.com, enter promo code L-E-V-I-N Podcast and make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. Mark Levin, the champion of liberty and true conservatism. Call Mark now, 877-381-3811. My pillow, Mr. Reducer was just telling me he has my pillow. I said, we'll give it back. It belongs to me. I know I'm corny. You know, my kids always say, Dad, you're so damn corny. I'll go into a restaurant. There's no water within 100 miles, no rivers, no lakes, no ocean. I'll say, I want an ocean seat. So the, the host will kind of giggle. And my kids, my wife too now, they'll roll their eyes. But my son-in-law, Nick, he laughs every time. Love the guy. <laughs> He's a good guy. They put up with me. I'm so corny when I go to these places. There's a lot of other corny stuff. You don't like it either? 
Yeah, they're dad jokes. You know, I watch this progressive, these progressive commercials. They're best on TV, even though I don't care for the insurance company. But they are the best on TV. You don't want to be your parents. It's hilarious, particularly the commercial where the guy's in the elevator. <laughs> but the funniest guy is the guy that's, you know, doing whatever he's doing. The uh, a psychological, you know, whatever. I'm trying to help these people get through it. <laughs> Let's try that again. Going on the elevator. Cracks me up. Your guy's cleaning his trash can. I have to say, I've only had to wash out the inside of a trash can when, like, there's a broken bottle in there or something's happened in there. But otherwise, who washes their trash can? You do, really. Not me. Of course, I don't wash anything except my own clothes. Except, it's not even true either, is it, honey? I used to. From our brothers and sisters at Bright Bar, this is Wendell Hespo. Wendell, <clears throat> I don't mean to mispronounce your name, but I can't see the font very well. I'm reading off of my iPhone. Ah, oh, boy. We have a backup system now. That does what, Mr. Producer? Uses what? To broadcast. What's that? Cell towers. We have a backup that uses cell towers. So we have band-aided, if you will, the connections from where I am to New York and then from New York to the rest of the world. Because the Comcast connection is still screwed up. <laughs> it's unbelievable. They cut the damn cable. And this is what? This is Thursday. And that happened last that's Friday morning when I was knocked off the air. All right, let's be positive. House Oversight Committee Chair James Comer. It's very strange. It's hit and miss with James Comer for us. We invited him on uh, Life, Liberty, and Levin, Mr. Bruce. Did I tell you this? And he went on another show. With the number one show on the weekend. He went on another show. I decided, you know what, let me take a break from this. We've invited him on radio. He doesn't like radio that much, I guess. Either that or he has a Praetorian Guard of communications types who just don't want to do it. But J James is everywhere. Jamie, as they call him. <clears throat> He's everywhere. And we have high respect for him, I can tell you. What they're doing on that committee is very, very important. But we'll have to find other committee members to come on. I don't know why. It is what it is. Can't worry about it. Anyway, James Comer demanded today that the National Archives and Records Administration, see that organization over there, is filled with rat finks and Democrats. They went after Trump, initiated the whole investigation on the documents case. But Bill Barr thinks that's fine. You know, don't screw around with the government. That's his advice to you. Roll up in a fetal position and do what you're told. Um... National Archives, over all the documents and communications, they need to hand them over, in which then-Vice President Joe Biden used pseudonyms. Did you know that? Such as Robert Peters. Robert Peters? Is that like Jeremy Peters, Mr. Producer? Robin Ware and J.R.B. Ware. So he uses these fake names and these letters. 
as vice president of the United States. This is a real head case, but why would you do that? Unless you're trying to cover up something. It is, after all, the Biden crime family. I coined that years ago. I even prefer a new one, which is the Manchurian president. Comer listed the synonyms in a letter to NARA, in which he demanded access to then-Vice President Joe Biden's documents and communications regarding official duties that overlap with his son's activities in Ukraine. One email, which Comer says the committee has already seen, includes an attachment with the vice president's schedule, indicating he had spoken by phone to then-Ukrainian President Petro Porchenko. The email was sent to a Robert L. Peters, that would be Biden, and copied to the vice president's son, Hunter Biden. Oh, what do you know? There's so many smoking guns. There's so much Biden DNA, as gross as that is, all over the place. But Bill Barr might vote for him. Sure. Joe Biden was the designated foreign policy point person to Ukraine during the Obama administration. The House Oversight Committee argues that Joe Biden threatened to withhold USA to Ukraine in 2015. We know this. So the president of Ukraine fired prosecutor Viktor Shokin. We've all seen the video. Burisma paid Hunter Biden $83,000 a month, as you know, for a board position to obtain the Biden brand. As Biden business associate Devin Archer described the arrangement. Years later, in 2018, Joe Biden bragged about the firing of Shokin, as you are well aware, and I'm not going to bother you with a rendition of it for the 4,000th time on radio. On Tuesday, Comer issued a request to the National Archives for all, all, unredacted materials in which then-Vice President Joe Biden used a pseudonym related to his relationship with Ukraine. Trump was on to this, man. He said somebody ought to look into this. And that's why they impeached him. That's why. Because they knew he was getting close. Now, how did members of Congress know? Hey, guess what? Joe, why are you whispering? Because I'm a whack job, but that's what I do. Really? I whispered to Nancy. Shut this damn thing down. What do you mean? What do you mean? Trump. Trump suggesting that they might want to look into Burisma and my firing of the prosecutor. Joe, Joe, it's Nancy. Joe, why, Joe? Nancy, yes. Please just do what I ask. Okay, you know I'm here. Kissing your butt, that's what I do, I'm Nancy. And they did it. Now, Comer said the email attached with a document was sent to Robert L. Peters. A pseudonym for Joe Biden. Now, by the way, Joe Biden knows all this stuff. He's, catch me if you can. He knows he has the corrupt media, the Maggie Habermans. The Jake Tappers. Where's the evidence? Where? My God, where's the evidence? Where's the evidence? What are they, Helen Keller? Yes, they are. Where's the, where's the evidence? Uh, all over the place. The committee seeks unrestricted special access under the FRA 
a case number 2023, whatever, entitled Email Messages to and or from Vice President Biden and Hunter Biden related to Burisma in Ukraine, which has been published on NARA's website. These records have been redacted for public release pursuant to the PRA and FOIA. For example, an email bearing the subject Friday schedule card. You know, he walks around with the cards. Biden. I remember when I saw him on the Amtrak, he had cards in his hand. It's withheld in part under a P6 or whatever. Attached to this email made available on the narrow website is a document that indicates on May 27, 2016, VP Biden took a call with the president of Ukraine, Poroshenko. It is concerning to the committee, however, that the document went to Robert L. Peters, a pseudonym the committee has identified as then-Vice President Biden. So why would they do that? Well, you're dealing with a corrupt crime family. Everything this committee and the other committees, the tax committee, the judiciary committee, all those committees are doing, are being done as part of Congress's oversight responsibilities. Now, you know the Democrats wouldn't do any of this. They'd be circling the wagons. Let me ask you a question. You're the Attorney General of the United States. You're reading these things and you're hearing about these things. And he gets every day, I know, because as Chief of Staff, my Attorney General got every day. In fact, we got it twice a day, in the morning and in the evening. A stack of Xerox copies of wire stories, website stories now, uh, newspaper stories, magazine articles, whatever. It's usually typically three-quarters of an inch thick with a big stapler or a clip on it. You're the Attorney General of the United States. You're seeing now, now the idiot I work for is using pseudonyms. Shell corporations? Tens of millions of dollars from foreign governments? So what does Merrick Garland think when he sees this stuff? Now what do I have to do to cover that dumbass's ass? That's what he's thinking. What else can I do? I've done everything I can. I am his mob lawyer, after all. Now we've got pseudonyms? I call over there at the National Archives. Yes, sir. Tell them to redact everything. Yes, sir. Make them fight like hell for this information. We got to get through this election. Yes, sir. Let me call Jack Smith. Give me Jack Smith on the phone. Okay, Jack. Yes, sir. Anything you can drop tomorrow? Yes, sir. Drop it. I got to take attention off this, Jack. You got it. By the way, Jack Smith, yes. Does he take his orders in German? Does he, Mr. Reducer? I don't know. Joe Biden has stated there was an absolute wall between his family's farm business schemes and his duties as vice president. And of course, we're all going to believe Joe. Uh, I bet I have a higher IQ than you. No, you have a higher IQ than... Uh, than a rat, but that's about it. But I'm not so sure about that. But evidence reveals that access was wide open for his family's influence peddling, Coma wrote in a statement. The National Archives must provide these unredacted records to further our investigation 
into the Biden family's corruption. We already have evidence of then-Vice President Biden speaking, dining, having coffee with his son's farm business associates. No, they never discussed anything. What's wrong with you? Or to quote the late, great Bill Barr, one has nothing to do with the other. Who took all the chocolate-iced donuts out of the green room? Can you imagine him, Mr. Producer, and uh, what's his name? Christy in the green room fighting over donuts. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know a company's looking for you when they actually upgrade your service and don't charge you for it? This is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Now, if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger, take a look again. Just $20 a month for unlimited talk text and a 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Just 20 bucks a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk that also happens to be veteran-owned and only hires the best customer service team right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Just go to puretalk.com and enter promo code LEVINPODCAST to make the switch to Pure Talk and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, go to puretalk.com, enter promo code LEVINPODCAST and make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. I love this song. How much time do I have? Hey. I think I have a commercial here. I shall return. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, hello, hello America, Mark Levin here, our number... 877-381-3811 Facebook is still playing games with us Hopefully this matter will be resolved next week They keep reaching out One gentleman does to us he Says he's a big fan Okay, great How long does it take to allow us to purchase ads on your damn 
site. I don't even care. But the publisher would like to, to get it done. I don't even use Facebook. Robert Reich, remember him? Little fellow. He claims to be, what does he call himself? Democratic Socialist. He's really a little Marxist, in my humble opinion, of course, Robbie. May I call you Robbie? So he's on MSLSD yesterday with Joy Reid, who, of course, is a bigot and a homophobe and has had a long record of being both. And that's what attracted MSNBC and Comcast to her, apparently. Maybe she'll be a special counsel one day. So they're talking to each other, and I want you to see how in touch they are with the average person out there. Robert Reich works, I believe, in Berkeley. And, of course, uh, Joy Reid, I think, somewhere in New York. Cut 10, go! Talk to me about this a little bit, because it seems to me that the more Republicans scream about drag queens and, you know, putting Prager U videos instead of real history in schools, it is an indication to me that they want to avoid talking about Bidenomics, because Bidenomics right, is actually stop, let's, 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 let's stop a minute, please. She talks fast. When people talk fast, I don't trust them. I don't trust them. Why are you talking so fast? Well, with a few exceptions. My buddy Ben Shapiro, I trust him with my life. He's a good man. Let me put it this way. When leftists talk this fast, I don't trust them. And uh, here she is, of course. Look what she got said in, said in about four seconds. She's attacking PragerU. Dennis Prager is a great patriot. He's got a fantastic PragerU with his videos. Uh Republicans scream about drag queens. We're not screaming about drag queens. If you want to be a drag queen, Joy, be a drag queen. Go for it. And if you think your kids should should be little kids, maybe grandkids, should be around drag queens, go ahead. These are typically fat white guys dressed up as women. But go ahead. Enjoy. But don't impose it on everybody else. You see how that works? Joy. So what does little Robert Reich have to say about this? Because obviously they're attempting to distract America from by not. Now, I want you to think about this, how out of touch this whole statement is, right? You know, if people are lying about the economy. You know, if food prices are through the roof and your budget is tight, you know, if you're using credit cards to get by, you know what the price of a gallon of gasoline is. This evening, as I speak, you know what your utility bills look like. And you know what your mortgage rates are. But Republicans are trying to distract you from this, you see. Because Bidenomics is fantastic. This is how Marxist regimes function. This is how fascist regimes function. This is how totalitarian parties conduct themselves. Language propaganda. It doesn't matter if you eat or not. It doesn't matter if you have any air conditioning or not. It doesn't matter if you can afford your bills. It doesn't matter. What matters is that you believe in the Democrat Party and Bidenomics. And don't step out of line. What matters is conformity. That's why they hate Prager. They want conformity. They don't want you to think for yourself. 
And so one Marxist goes to the next. What do you think about this? Huh? We're out on the drag queens and uh, trying to distract us. And, uh, isn't the economy great? It's great, isn't it, Robbie? It's great. The economy's great. What does he have to say? Go. You read it. I think that's exactly right, Joy. I, they are trying to deflect attention uh, from the fact that the economy is great. It's, it's, a, it's a Goldilocks economy. I'll tell you. The I've economy been- is great. The Democrat. Listen, America, especially you Democrats out there. Especially those of you who have to work with your hands and break your ass every damn day and pay your taxes and follow the rules. The economy is great. It's great. According to Robert Reich, according to Joy Reid, two radical left Democrats, the economy is great. Repeat after me. The economy is great. The economy is great. Louder. The economy is great. Repeat after me. The economy is great. Repeat after me, Binomics. 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 It's great. Binomics is great. Binomics is great. That's MSNBC. Go ahead. We're participating in economic policy for at least 30 years, and I don't recall an economy that is this good. But the American... Now, he's been working with think tanks. He's, he's a top Democrat. He's been working on these issues for 30 years. He's never seen anything so good. What they're trying to convince you is that Marxism works, that economic socialism works. What are you whining about? We've never seen anything so great. As the people were starving in Cambodia, we've never seen anything so great. As the people were starving in the old Soviet Union, we never saw anything so great. And don't you dare say otherwise, or we're going to send Barry against you. Or maybe some of Bill Barr's prosecutors. You never know. Do not challenge the regime. If they say the economy is great, the economy is great. You're the problem, see. You're eating too much. You need to lose weight. You're the problem. You're driving too much. You need to take public transportation. You're the problem. You live in a single family home. Well, get rid of it. Move into an apartment, a more dense area. Use public transportation. What do you mean you have your own car? The economy is great. You are selfish. You're using more resources than you should. But the economy is great. All bowed down to Bidenomics. Yeah. All bowed down to Joe Biden. Economy is great. It's all working. Yay. All bowed down. Go ahead. Uh, the Republicans basically want to, what, do they want to talk about wokeism? What is that? <laughs> they want to talk about critical race theory? I mean, what's I- wokeism? Nobody knows what that is, do you? Or critical race theory. And listen to how the moron laughs in the background. Joy Reid. This is how it works. This is how Marxism and fascism, totalitarianism, this is how it works. Control the language, the thought processes. They even talk about critical race. Anybody out there white? Anybody? I, I really don't want to raise my hand. Anybody out there white? I, I. I, I, I really don't be don't be nervous. Because if you are, you're racist. It's that simple. Anybody out there black or even part black? I am. OK. Well, they stereotype you. <laughs> you know what you are? You're a victim. You can't think for yourself. 
You don't know what to do with freedom? No, you don't know what you're doing. That's critical race theory. No, no, you're not being taught that. No, no, it's everybody's imagination. Go ahead. Most of the country really cares about this stuff, but it is a deflection that at least among certain people in certain... What's a deflection? So we're not allowed to talk about this stuff because we're not celebrating the greatness of the Biden economy? Hey, little fella, when's the last time you were in a grocery store or supermarket? By the way, when's the last time Joe Biden was shuffling around there? Now, I mean this with all the respect in the world, America. You should come down to South Florida. You know what? You go into one of these great stores of Publix. There's people shuffling around all over there, Mr. Producer. Elderly people shuffling around all over. And they're looking at the price of bread. I see it. They're picking up slice, but they're looking at it. One lady, because I go to the deli counter, I like to get corned beef, turkey, whatever. You know what she did, Mr. Producer? She bought seven slices of turkey. You've seen it, too? She didn't say quarter pound, a third of a pound. She said, I have seven slices of turkey. Mark, that's maybe all she wanted for a second. That wasn't it at all. Seven slices of turkey. That's what she bought. I'm guessing she was in her 80s. It's heartbreaking. And then to hear this BS, where they mock people, people's attention are being diverted from the great economy. This diner I tell you about, there's another lady. She's like the manager. She does all the ordering for the food. And this morning, she was paging through, you know, the food. They have to get eggs. They have to get bacon. They have to get bread, obviously, butter, sugar, salt. The whole thing. And she's not a fancy person. She's not working in the back of the desk. She's working out there with everybody else. This is just an additional responsibility she has. I said, you see everything. Prices are going up, aren't they? She took her thumb, you know, with her hand, and went up, 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 up. We're distracting people. You know what's happening in the economy. You're not distracted by talks about drama queens. That's an important issue. As it applies to parents and their children in the public school system, something that was unimaginable just a few months ago, a few years ago. Her critical race theory, which is a racist ideology by a racist party, a Democrat party that has used race against the country over and over again. You're using that, you see, to distract people from the great economy that's going on. Yes, the great economy. Yes, yes. I meant to say great economy. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Cut 11, go. Is it possible in your experience to get people to actually feel like the economy is bad? I mean, when you poll people, a lot of people say we're in a recession. And that's just literally not true. It is easier to find a job for most people. It is. Got this, got this, America. What do we do to convince the American people the economy is better? The polls show that they don't believe it is, that they believe we're in a recession. Now, folks, you don't much care if we're officially in a recession or not. And when we are officially in a recession, they tell you we're not anyway. But in your household, 
Many of you are in a recession. Your income cannot keep up with the price increases. Your income cannot keep up with inflation. And many of you are working two jobs, or a job and a part-time job, or you're just at your wit's end. You don't know what the hell to do. And so there go the credit card charges, which can't go on forever. So what do we do, Robert Reich, says Joy Reid. What do we do, my fellow Marxists, my fellow, my fellow Democrat? What do we do to convince them that Joe Biden, Joe Biden is a demigod? What do we do to convince them that Bidenomics works? What do we do, Joe? I mean, uh, Robert, what do we do? They won't listen to us. Go ahead. Like your job then you say that unemployment is high. If you don't like, you know what I mean? But if you don't like your personal circumstances, you read the economy as worse than it is. Is that what it is? I think part that's part of it, Joy. Part of it also is that, remember, we've been through a roller coaster over the last three or four years in terms of the pandemic and the economic consequences of the pandemic, uh, the economy going down, the economy going up, inflation. Uh, And I think a lot of people are still kind of uh, uncomfortable with with regard to the future. They're they're still traumatized from everything that's gone on. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, you're now being psychoanalyzed. This little fellow knows everything about you. You're traumatized. Well, that's true. But you're traumatized from the past. No, no. It's really quite simple over there at MSLSD. People go to the food store. There's not a damn thing that has come down in prices. Nothing. Everything's up. Some of the shelves are empty. Some of the choices are less than they used to be. That's the problem. It's called reality. It's called living under Bidenomics. It's an economic disaster that is affecting households all over this country, but not at colleges and universities with tenured professors. And not on MSNBC and CNN with hosts utterly and completely out of reality. You know what happens, ladies and gentlemen, before you come on television in most of these places? They make up artists. Some of the hosts who are really big get clothing allowances. They can ask people to bring them lunch or dinner, of course, when the company's dime. They have um, hair people take care of the hair of all these things by the way what about you mark i put on my own makeup and by the way i haven't gotten used to it don't get me wrong my wife kids me about it i put on my own makeup i don't need a hair person for obvious reasons nobody buys my meals i pay for everything on my own i'll be right back mark in. So candidates have their own campaigns, and then there's groups, people that set up these groups, these political action committees, under our weird federal election laws. The candidate and his campaign are not allowed to coordinate in any way with the political action committee that claims to represent the candidate. 
and they're able to raise a lot more than the candidate because they have a lot of uh, uh, the, the, the limits are much higher. So this political action committee, which uses Ron DeSantis, as these other ones do, they put a whole book together on what he needs to do during the debate, and then they leak it to the media. And so the DeSantis campaign is running around saying, that's not our book. We didn't put that together. That's not our plan and so forth. Sounds like sabotage, but I'm sorry to see on Again, people are saying, so Ron DeSantis is going to do this, and Ron DeSantis... That's not how it works. Maybe he will wind up doing some of it. My hope is that people will talk about these mortgage rates, these food costs, these gasoline costs, these utility bills... And when Chris Christie goes negative and starts attacking and does what he does, they can say, Chris, I got it. That's where you're coming from. You're attacking me. You're attacking Trump. You're attacking DeSantis. That may work for ABC News. That may work, you know, given your background. But that's not what we're dealing with here. And then take control of the answer and talk to the American people about what you want to do. And... um, And I know Vivek will be out there doing that sort of thing, but I don't think it's unfair to press the guy on how do we know you actually believe these things are going to do these things. Well, he's an outsider. I keep hearing he's an outsider. Yeah, well, so is the homeless guy on the street. He's an outsider, too. I want to know what's going to be done to save this country and to help people who who are suffering from Bidenomics. Ted Cruz is scheduled to be next. I shall return. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Pretty funny, during the break, I was checking the NFL channel, and uh, the Eagles are playing the Browns. The score's 3-2. to two. <laughs> Like a baseball score. Or a hockey score. Because uh, obviously the... The top-tier players are not playing. I'm sure especially the Eagles aren't going to put their quarterback on the field for very long. Then, of course, the Mets are playing St. Louis. This is what I mean about this time slot. You've got people who have time slots before me. They go, look at me. My numbers are... Why don't you try this time slot for, for a week or two? See how you do. And I'm sure Ted Cruz, one of the smartest guys I've ever met. Ted, how are you, sir? Mark, I'm doing terrific, and I've received in Primus for literally 20 years. Isn't that amazing? I knew it. How did I know that? It, 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 it is a fantastic resource, and I'll say Hillsdale is an incredible institution. Larry Arn, who runs it, is, is a dear friend of yours and mine. He's doing a phenomenal job. Back in 2013, I was incredibly privileged to give the commencement address at Hillsdale, and there I cannot tell you how many Hillsdale graduates I have hired in my office because they're they're graduating young men and women who are smart, who have terrific educations, and, and many of them are strong, principled conservatives. And it's Amen. so hard to survive today's college education and, and, and not be indoctrinated. Hillsdale is a, a refreshing exception to that. Senator Cruz, Ted, we talk about all these races and everything. You're up for reelection. I want you to explain yep. to my audience how tough this election is going to be for you. Well, we have an incredibly tough fight in the state of Texas. I'm up for re-election in 2024. Chuck Schumer has made clear that I am his number one target in the entire country, that the Democrats are targeting me more than any senator in the country to try to take out. My last re-election in 2018, 
was at the time the most expensive Senate race in U.S. history. We were outraised. We were outspent three to one. The Democrats flooded cash into the state of Texas. And what did they do with it? They more than doubled Democrat turnout. They took Democrat turnout in Texas from 1.8 million all the way up to 4 million. That has never happened before in the history of politics. We saw that. We leaned in aggressively and we drove Republican turnout from 2.8 million up to 4.2 million. But Mark, point two was the whole margin. I won by 200,000 votes out of more than 8 million votes cast. It was a 2.6% margin. And given that, Schumer and the Democrats, they want to take me out. I'm leading the fight against their disastrous policies each and every day. And they're going to spend $100 million trying to, number one, take me out and trying to, number two, flip Texas blue. And i got to say, if that happens, I, I think the country is lost if we ever lose Texas. And, and they have set it as their number one priority this election in terms of in, in the Senate races. I honestly think, Senator Cruz, that's why the border's open. It's to flip Texas. Uh, because if they flip Texas, we can't win the presidency ever. And, of course, if they take you out uh, and they get a Democrat in there who pretends to be a moderate, they'll never be able to get rid of him either. So this is a huge election across the board. We focus a lot on the presidency, which is very, very crucial. But we have some huge elections out there, like yours to me is the number one when it comes to the House and the Senate. Are you going to get the kind of backing you need from uh, the Senate Republican leader and others who raise enormous sums of money through their political operations? Well, Mark, I don't know, but I can tell you in 2018, in that cycle, Mitch McConnell raised and spent about $300 million in Senate races. You know what he spent in Texas? Zero. Not a damn penny. Oh when I was in the middle of the most expensive Senate race in U.S. history, was out being outspent three to one, and we didn't have a penny of support. And, and look, people at home, you wonder how come you elect senators who don't end up being conservatives. This is part of the reason which is if you stand up and fight against the Washington cartel, against the swamp, they cut off your money and they want you to lose. And, and so what I've been supported from from the beginning, when I first ran, it was your listeners, Mark. I would go on your show when I was at 2% in the polls. No one thought we'd have a prayer. And, and you'd have me on the radio. We'd talk, and, and you would announce a Levin surge. And we would see mm-hmm. your listeners come to our website, tedcruz.org, tedcruz.org, tedcruz.org. And it was without the support of your listeners, I would not have won in 2012 because all of, of the Washington swamp was against us. And, and that's still the reality. It's, it's, it's conservatives, it's patriots, it's men and women across the country who go online to tedcruz.org and give 25 for 50 or 100 bucks. And that is literally how we survive the onslaught of the far left. And by the way, America, TedCruz.org, we're going to put that link on all our social sites, on all our platforms. And uh, I think talk radio, Ted Cruz, is one of the most potent forces we have that's underutilized. Yes. I've tried to tell that to a number of candidates who are running that they have no idea because conservative talk radio, and honestly, especially this show and the, and the size of this show, 
People are very committed here. They don't want to lose the country, and they are huge Ted Cruz fans. So how do they raise their money? So the Democrats, they raise their money because, look, for, for the left, politics is a re- religion. Listen, you and I have talked, talked about this before. I think every person has a desire in their soul to live for something bigger than themselves, to have a purpose greater than their own material benefit in that moment. And, and for most of human history, faith has, has played that role. For you and me, faith is an important part of our life. It, 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 it gives us a purpose in life uh, to, to live according to our faith. Well, on the left, politics is their faith. The Green New Deal is their faith. Radical environmentalism is their faith. And, and what ends up happening, we are getting outraised across the board where you look at my likely opponent is, is a Democrat congressman named Colin Allred. He's one of the most liberal members of Congress. His first four years in, in Congress, he voted 100 percent with Nancy Pelosi, not 99, not 98. Every single vote his first four years was with Pelosi. He's, his first 59 days in the race, he raised $6.1 million. He's raising over $100,000 a day. And listen, if you're, a, if you're a little leftist in Manhattan or Chicago or, or San Francisco, if you're a socialist, if you're an Antifa activist, you go online and you give 25 or 50 or 100 bucks. And on the conservative side of things, most conservatives, look, they care about politics in the country, but they also care about their business and their job and their church and their charity. And it's one of many things they do. And there's a difference because the left is obsessed with destroying this country. And, and we need more Americans who love this country to rise up and defend it. And I, and I got to say, your listeners are unique because I know the men and women who listen to you, they're committed, they're energized, they love freedom and the Constitution. But look, Mark, you and I are, are, are good friends. One of the things I love about you, you are the most unlikely radio host on earth. You're a brilliant constitutional attorney who just says whatever the hell you think, and it's beautiful. But, but frankly, you shouldn't be a radio host, except for the fact that people <laughs> desperately need to know what's going on. Yeah. I should have you on more often, Cruz. Uh, now, look, and by the way, you are welcome to come on more often. You have a hit podcast. By the way, if people want to hear you on that with my buddy Ferguson, where do they go? So it's Verdict with Ted Cruz. We do it three days a week. We do it Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, we have every month just under a million unique listeners we are every week beating CNN. And, and I got to say, your listeners, look, they're listening to you, so they're getting serious legal and constitutional and political analysis. But between the 18,000 garbage Trump indictments and between the mounting evidence every day of Hunter Biden and Joe Biden's corruption, the corporate media doesn't cover any of that. And so what I do in my podcast is we walk through in detail. We walk through Here's the latest evidence. Here's what we know. Here's what it means. Here's why it matters. And people download the podcast verdict with Ted Cruz because they listen in a half hour. They can understand, Okay, what is the evidence that Joe Biden solicited and received millions of dollars of bribes from foreign nationals? And and we try to just present smart, straightforward 
legal, constitutional, political analysis and cover, frankly, what nobody, if you watch CNN, you will not know any of this. And and people go to the podcast or they listen to you, Mark, Mm -hmm. because you can't get this information anywhere else. We don't have a lot of time left, Senator Cruz, Ted Cruz. So I have to ask you this. I don't mean to put you on the spot. I see Bill Barr out there. I listen to what he says, and I shake my head. I say, this isn't the Bill Barr I know. So he's very disgruntled. He's out there. He sounds more and more like Chris Christie. He knows better than to say the things that he's saying, and he knows we're up against it in this country, that we cannot afford to lose the next election, whoever the Republican nominee is. Do you have any thoughts about that? Oh, look, I do. You and I are both friends with Bill Barr. And I like and respect him. I, I wish he were not saying and doing what he's saying right now. And, and look, I get that he's pissed off, but, but it's not helpful. If you disagree with Donald Trump, there's a way to express that, which is go and vote at the ballot box. But what the Democrats are doing right now, the, these indictments, our nation is more than 200 years old. We've never before indicted a president. We've never indicted a former president. We've never indicted a leading candidate for president. In less than a year, we've done it now four times. And these are radical Democrats bringing absolute BS charges. It's, they're garbage. But they're doing it because the Democrats, number one, hate Trump with all their might. And number two, they don't trust the voters. This is an assault on democracy. Everything the Democrats charge others are doing is what they do. The reason the Democrats are bringing these cases is they don't trust the voters. They think the voters might well vote for Trump, and they don't want that to happen. And so they're trying to bring these cases. Number one, they believe, and I think the data backs them up every time they indict Trump, his numbers rise in the primary. And I think the Democrats want Trump to win the Republican primary because they think he's the easiest to build, beat. But I think they also believe that if he's the nominee, these indictments will hurt him badly in the general election. They want to see a criminal trial in September or October of next year. They want to make the whole election about their attacks on Donald Trump because they don't want to discuss Joe Biden's miserable, disastrous record. And, and it is, I think, the, one, the most cynical attack on democracy we've seen in our country. And, and I think this Georgia case is absolute garbage brought by a partisan Democrat DA who wants to make a name for herself. If you look at the, the there are 161 overt acts charged in, in, this, in this indictment. 43 of them reference acts taken by Trump. Only 20, half of them, concern Georgia. And, and half of those are tweets. Now, Mark, explain to me how in the hell is the sitting president of the United States tweeting a criminal offense? That, that, that is bizarre. It is not law. It is the abuse of power by rabid partisans. Boy, beautifully put. Well, Ted Cruz, America, Levinites, let's give him a hand. I know it's early. TedCruz.org, TedCruz.org. We're posting it on all my platforms, uh, and I'm encouraging you strongly to put your marker down now. I know most of you donate much later, but this would be a good time to do it. Uh, We can't lose Ted. There's just no way we could lose Ted. And plus, you can imagine the reaction if we do. We cannot allow this. Ted Cruz, God bless you, my brother. Mark, God bless you. Keep standing fearlessly up to the forces of darkness. Our country needs you. Well, you're very kind. You too, my friend. We'll be right back. 
Mark Lovin. Don't forget, TedCruz.org, TedCruz.org, every little bit helps. He's, he's going to be swamped, and we need to help him. We need to give these guys air cover. Ted is, Ted is one of our generals. Folks, don't forget, the Democrat Party hates America. Go ahead and pre-order your copy. You will be assured of getting a first edition copy of the book when it comes out. I failed to mention that. I don't know why. You can get it at 40% off, so you get the huge discount. You'll get a first edition of the book, and you'll get it as soon as it comes out. And we're going to be talking about it big time, even before it comes out. The Democrat Party Hates America, Amazon.com. Check it out. Any major retail store link as well. Um, I'm telling you order, order excuse me, early so you can go ahead and lock in your DVR. 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Life, Liberty, and Live In. I'm going to have a killer, killer opening statement. I've done a lot of research on it, uh, and I try to make it as compelling as possible. Tom Cotton, who's absolutely fantastic. And, of course, Victor Davis Hanson, who is tremendous. And that's going to be the show Sunday. You don't want to miss it. If you can't watch it live, go ahead and set your DVR now. In fact, set it forever in case you, you ever miss the show. All right, America, please don't forget. Hop over to Amazon.com. Order your copy. It'll be the first edition copy of, of the Democrat Party Hates America. That means something. At 40% off on top of it. I want to salute all you heroes out there. I want to salute all you folks in the audience. I am blessed to have you there. And I will see you tomorrow. God bless each and every one of you. Good night.